Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quite often, the source of stress and difficulty in a workplace can be traced back to a boss or employer. But these aren't the only people who can be nightmares to work with. Unfortunately, when we start a new job, we don't really have any say over who we're going to be working with in an office. Sometimes they can end up being your closest friend, someone with whom you forge a bond so strong it lasts beyond your job and for years afterwards. But then there's the flip side to this. There can be co-workers who will make things difficult almost immediately. Sometimes it's because they wanted the job you got and resent you. Other times it's because they're just toxic people. But sometimes it's for both those reasons and more. And that's what happened with Louise when she moved long distance and started a new job. My name's Sam Blacker and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. I was dating a guy at the time, so I thought, oh, you know, I'll try and get something close to him, and this job came up, so I lost my friends and family to go work there, and that's why this situation was so much harder, because I had to make friends as well. When moving for a job, you're often reliant on your new workplace to provide that initial support and friendship base. Unfortunately, that's not really what Louise found when she started working with Brenda. I didn't actually know, but this particular person had also gone for the position that I got. So when I got there, there was already a little bit of animosity towards me because of that, but I didn't know. So like all of this like sort of ill treatment at the beginning, I couldn't understand where it was coming from. It started with the stuff that is hard to define, the manipulation and deceit that you don't necessarily realise is happening until it's too late. Trying to be my friend, but then lying to me and... I would see her talking to like lots of people around the office and then they would treat me differently. They'd like made a lot of judgments about me before I'd even started. The first time Louise discovered it was when she was informed of a story that was circulating around the office about her friends back on the Gold Coast. I had like a couple of friends that have got tattoos and stuff and someone made a comment to me once that all my Gold Coast friends were like bikies and criminals and whatever else because of pictures that this girl had seen of me on my profile based on one picture I had with someone on my Facebook that I hadn't, I didn't even really know it was at a work event at my old job. And for a while that's all it was, stories made up out of nothing. But these things never stay at a set level, there's always an escalation. There was one time that we had to go 
on a bit of a like, work day out together, her and I, and she really like tried to connect with me. So I was like, sweet, you know, maybe we'll be friends. But only days later, she sort of stabbed me in the back at work in something and used some of the stuff I told her against me. This was a big change, moving from making up minor stories to co-workers to twisting Louise's own words in a way that would affect her job. I planned to uh, travel back to see my family later that year um, to go to a wedding. And um, when a particular like job opportunity for some extra cash came up and they were talking about it in the office, she said, oh, well, she won't want it. All she plans on doing is heading back whenever she can to see her friends and family in Queensland. Make no mistake, this was an attempt to undermine Louise because this was expressed to their boss and it influenced her boss's view of her. My boss had a meeting with me and just was like, a reminder, please, that you do need to commit to this job on weekends as well. She didn't even know which date I was going to the wedding. She just said, in general, that I had all these things planned to head back and that obviously I didn't take the position seriously because I'd booked up all my weekends. Louise did her best to clarify the situation, but in reality... Nothing would really be done about Brenda. Well, I clarified it with my boss, and then they had a chat to her. And this is what would happen. Like, I was pretty transparent, so they, the bosses did actually get upset with her. But the problem was the boss was not based in that office, so every time something like this happened, she would get on side all of the older women from the office, and then I'd have to go to my boss and I'd look like an idiot because I was on my own. And with this behaviour running unchecked, it was only a matter of time before she started to make Louise's actual work even more difficult. I had a client that I was recruiting to come on board with us, and uh, I'd already pretty much sold them everything, and they called while I was out. She locked them in, and I tried to call them back in the afternoon, didn't hear anything. It wasn't until the next day that we got an email around saying, you know, this particular person has signed this really great client. She did really hard work to get it. And yeah, I completely lost it. I went to my boss and I said, got an email chain of me liaising with this particular client. I had already sold them. There's evidence that they were pretty much just going to call to lock in payment. And yeah, she took it. Louise again informed her boss. And the response was again, minimal at best. He did reprimand her and I got the client back. But I had to give her half the commission. Brenda never apologised and, in fact, used lies instead to secure her position with their co-workers. She told everyone at the office that, like, the client hadn't wanted to sign with me and all this stuff, which wasn't true because they kept ringing afterwards once they were on board to talk to me every time. So they were on board with me being their manager. And the thing was, Brenda wasn't just like this at work. It turned out she behaved similarly in her personal life. She was dating a married man who had left his wife and she was trying to meddle with the ex-wife's affairs. And this wasn't basic meddling. This was manipulative behaviour that Louise actually witnessed on more than one occasion. The ex-wife and he shared custody of their child and he wanted full custody like any parent, so she would meddle in this poor, innocent woman's life. She would call her workplace and 
tell them that she was a terrible mother and that she was like she would sit across from me and I would hear her making these calls and she would laugh about it afterwards. Louise tried to deal with Brenda both officially and unofficially. But again, the lack of support from management did not help the situation. We had to do it with other management because every time I tried to chat to her, she'd run away. She was very cowardly and would never acknowledge what she'd done up front. So we had to do it with management. And I would ask her, and then she would be backed into a corner and so she'd cry or walk out of the building and then the management had to chase her and then it sort of just got swept under the rug because they couldn't be bothered dealing with the situation. And it turns out that if Louise was a victim and her partner's ex-wife was a victim, then Brenda must surely have targeted other people. I only stayed at that job for eight months because of it and the girl that I had replaced reached out to me, told me that her situation was similar. Um, And since I've left another one of the girls in the office who was friends with her when I was there, who was one of the ones that ganged up, has told me that she was wrong and she didn't realise how bad she was. It's one of those people, there are so many like this in offices, who literally cannot thrive without being nasty and conniving. That's how they operate. But these situations rarely continue. Unless someone's personal life traps them there, people like Louise are forced to escape. About two months into the job, I knew that I had to get out. So I was making arrangements left, right and centre, and then it got to about eight months. I managed to get a better job elsewhere, and I was able to leave and she finally got the promotion that she wanted. They put her in my position, and from all accounts, I've got clients that still contact me today that say it was a terrible mistake, them putting her in that position, that they're pulling their business from the company because once she actually does get clients, she doesn't treat them well. Louise has moved on to a happier job and situation, but like everyone else, has learnt from the experience. I thought maybe that in this sort of industry that it was inevitable that there was always going to be a person like that, but I'm at a new job now and and the women aren't like that. I just thought maybe it's me, maybe I can't get along with women, but it's just not the case. This was a one-off and there are some people who just, instead of working hard, they put smoke screens up to try and distract from the fact that they are literally the most useless person in the office and point the direction towards others. If you've enjoyed Louise's story or any of the other stories from this podcast, I'd love it if you could leave a review or a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It definitely helps get the message out there. And if maybe you feel like you've worked with a nightmare, I'd love to share your story. You can contact me through my website, samblacker.com, or through social media accounts, I work with a nightmare on Instagram and Sam Blacker on Facebook. Reach out and let me know because I'd love to share your story. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, good luck at work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.